0: Welcome to Westchester Words, Education, EdTech, and Publishing. I'm Nicole Tomasi, and in this episode, I am pleased to welcome back Brian O'Leary of BISG, Book Industry Study Group, to talk about all the things that are happening over at the organization. Brian, it's great to welcome you back again.
1: Nicole, it's great to see you again.
0: I feel like this is becoming a bit of an annual ritual. We get together roughly sometime in February, and we kind of have a catch-up on everything that BISG is doing. I'm glad that we can do it once again this year. Do you want to give us the top-level view of what has been happening over at BISG?
1: Sure. So we, we set a, um, goals for the year, uh, typically in the fourth quarter of the prior year. Uh, our fiscal year is a little bit different, but our planning year is the calendar Uh, We have five standing committees, and we spent uh, much of the time in October and November kind of looking at what industry trends were really significant, what kinds of things we wanted to work on. So uh, in metadata, supply chain, workflow, in particular, we've kind of got a a game plan for tackling new issues in 2023 that are uh, more or less integrated with one another. Uh, We're actually thinking about it for our annual meeting. that's going to come up in a couple months as well. And BISAC, the Subject Codes Committee, has uh, already put together, it started in, in uh, October, put together a game plan for an update that will be released later this year.
0: Well, it sounds like you have a lot on your plate to do over the next 9, 10 months of uh, 2023, but I actually want to kind of reach back a little bit towards the end of 2022. You guys launched a very refreshed, revamped website. Would you like to talk about that?
1: Sure. So uh, our membership system is driven by a software uh, now called Novi-AMS. We moved from uh, its predecessor to Novi in mid-December. And coincident with that, we used it as an opportunity to uh, reconsider what our website was all about. In the last several years, it's been the case that BISG has really focused uh, probably half of its resources on supporting and extending the reach of our committee work, Those the five standing committees that I mentioned a moment ago. And I think the thing that uh, really stood out for us was that we weren't really showcasing on the website as much of that work as we could have. So we revamped the website to uh, include a a refreshed BISAC subject code section, uh, an entirely new approach to how we do committees. So each committee gets its own landing page with pointing out to a variety of different resources, as well as summarizing the work that it does. We focus kind of on making a better argument for membership, both for organizations as well as for individuals. I mean, in many ways, uh, we're uh, an organization's best option for uh, cost-effective training in a variety of different subjects, things like rights, metadata, and workflow. And then we, we also revamped our research and product categories so that it's a lot easier, we feel now, to find what you need. That was coincident with a reconsideration of our brand. Uh, we'd had a logo in place for about 15 years, and all of our uh, most recent logos, probably dating back 25 years or more, uh, had a physical book as a metaphor. And we felt that that needed a, a rethink, uh, not because the physical book is not important, just the opposite. It still represents probably uh, 75 to 80% of, of sales in the US market. But because BISG does much more than just the things that are tied to a physical product. So uh, we have a new logo, uh, new logo type, and the website also has a a consistent design throughout that we find is more readable and more accessible.
0: I would have to agree with you because I went uh, into all different areas of the site when it went live and I just find it very easy to navigate, very user-friendly. And I think it brings a lot of value to companies that are members as well as individuals within those companies or individuals who are just you know needing to access certain parts of the site. So job well done.
1: Well, thank you for that. And it, it is important for us to we provide effective member service, but it also is important for us to uplift the supply chain as a whole for book publishing. You know, certainly organizations that join BISG, you know, they get a seat at the table uh, and they have an opportunity to invest in their staff. Both of those things are really important these days. But those those staff members, the uh, individuals who are part of BISG, they get together every month. The thing about the committees is we have five of those meetings every month. Uh, so, 60 across the year, plus about three dozen webinars and events. Those are close to 100 different opportunities to engage with colleagues, friends, around topics and conversations that are important to how the industry operates. Uh, and that gives folks a chance to stay on top of both industry changes and their own careers. Uh, those are good things, I think.
0: I think they're great things, and and they do add a lot of value to what I think is a pretty reasonable price for being a member, whether as an individual or as a company. Wondering if maybe you could give a preview of some of the uh, webinars and some of the lunch and learns that might be coming up in the next several weeks that people can avail themselves of.
1: Sure. So uh, kind of our premier every month thing right now. Is what we call the supply chain farm bag lunch, and it's typically the first Tuesday of each month. Uh, we're currently focused on a forecasting project uh, that, where we looked uh, initially in February. The meeting that's already passed at opportunities to better model demand planning, meaning uh, forecasting orders to, for publishers. Uh, this coming month in March, we're going to look at supply planning. Uh, how do how do you uh, organize the information you have for how many orders you're going to have? turn it into a production plan that printers and other manufacturers can support. And then in April we'll wrap that series up or that part of the series up with a kind of a combined thing and identify some takeaways for book publishers. We've, We've been fortunate for that particular series to get participation from both Princeton University Press and Sourcebooks who are contributing some of their real data so that we can identify some opportunities for them to both do things more efficiently and perhaps maybe to highlight some of their best practices that are uh, helping them compete in the current environment. Uh, we've been doing a variety of things in uh, workflow and metadata the, uh, coming up on, I think March 8th is uh, essentially a metadata best practices on use of Onyx uh, and we'll be doing on March 22nd. Uh, a webinar on indexing, probably a topic that's near and dear to folks at Westchester. Uh, essentially, what, what indexers wish publishers knew. We we're going to hear from a couple of indexers who are affiliated with the uh, American Society of Indexing, and have them talk us through not just the arguments for an index, but uh, some best practices and how to work with those folks. So, it, it's you can sort of get the sense that we're in a lot of different places, and it's it's fun
0: indeed the session with uh, princeton and sourcebooks that sounds really really interesting since it'll be using real-time data and you know walking people through it So the brown bag lunch um those are available to anybody regardless of membership in BISG, right
1: yeah actually all the webinars that i've mentioned are open right now to anyone uh without charge we are giving some thought to charging maybe in the second half of the year if you're not a member But probably not for the brown bag lunches. Uh, The the reason is that we want to foster a conversation within the supply chain and across the industry over better practices for things like forecasting, paper management, inventory, and the like. We don't want to put up a hurdle in front of that, at least not at this point. There's always a tension with a membership-driven organization like the Book Industry Study Group to provide value for membership in a really clear way but you also want to change how the industry works because that improves the situation for members as well as for the industry.
0: Well, I guess one of the value props in a way of the brown bag lunch is that you don't record those sessions so that it will foster that necessary conversation about how as an industry we can improve and move things forward for the benefit of all.
1: Yeah, that's all, all the other sessions typically are recorded and then they're later posted on our YouTube channel. We're looking at with the new website. We're looking at bring some of those in house or all of those in house, perhaps. But they're still currently used on YouTube. But we felt like the brown bag lunches themselves. You know, people may be asking questions that they feel are a little bit out of bounds, or maybe they don't put them in the best possible light. And we wanted to make sure that everybody felt comfortable doing that. But we haven't recorded them. We haven't uh, generally done anything with. Attribution within them—that uh, that's what we do in committee. This is a conversation among colleagues and friends to just talk about issues and opportunities that are before us on a variety of different supply chain-related topics.
0: I think it strikes a, a really good balance between the stuff that you know is recorded and and may eventually be behind a members-only access versus what's available to anybody. So, kind of on the members-only pathway. Uh, the BISG annual meeting is going to be coming up soon, if my calendar's right. Care to share right. anything it's, about it?
1: I can. Uh, it's scheduled for April 28th uh, from about 8.30 in the morning till 2.30 in the afternoon, followed by a reception that was extremely popular last year. Um, it's actually not members only. There is a higher price for for non-members. That's $100 more um, than the member price. But it's open to anyone who's interested in the topic, which is Thematically, it's gonna be on transforming supply chain communication. Our interest is in talking about uh, four things in the morning followed by a closing keynote. The four things in the morning will be a report out on the forecasting project I just described. Uh, We think we're gonna have some lessons to be learned and uh, it'll be a good way to kick off the day. The second and third sessions will be looking at opportunities to update uh what we call the data stack in book publishing how data moves across the industry and then in this and then the third session updating the tech stack what tools and resources do we use to get information both out to the uh, balance of the industry and then back on things like sales reporting and then the last session before we go to a, a lunch and an in and the annual meeting itself uh, where we elect officers and approve the budget Uh, will be a a conversation about uh, how do we move forward from here? You know, what can we as an industry do? What can we learn from other countries that have done things in different ways? I think particularly about Canada, the UK, Germany, as well as some other smaller markets like Norway. Um, So there are good good models there. There are good analogs. And I think that we'll have a a lot of fun having that conversation on the morning. And then after lunch, we'll come back for a keynote from Uh, Kevin Spall, who's uh, Senior Vice President of uh, Global Procurement at Scholastic. And Kevin's going to be giving a talk that we're currently calling uh, Thriving on Chaos, Uh, Just with Less Chaos. And uh, I think Kevin's going to bring his own unique perspective. He served as a a senior executive, a CEO of a major printer, as well as uh, his current role at Scholastic, to talk about things that the industry can do to recognize that the current environment is gonna remain turbulent, but we don't have to necessarily be reacting in the same way.
0: Well, my goodness. He certainly has probably drawn a lot on his experience over the past couple of years from uh, being at that printer with everything that the industry has gone through in terms of of paper and sourcing and printing. So uh, probably the perfect person to helm that keynote.
1: Yeah, I I mean, not not everybody knows Kevin. He's certainly been a real supporter for BISG in general. And for the industry, he's very active as well in the Book Manufacturers Institute BMI, uh, both with his historical affiliation and his current interest as a publisher. But I think he'll bring a really uh, fresh and, and clear eyed perspective to the conversation. And it'll be a great way to close up the day before we go have a cocktail.
0: I like the way you think, Mr. O'Leary. <laughs> no, it's funny because I had no idea that you had all this planned, but I guess it's something in the air, if you will, because we're doing a webinar with Publishers Weekly about a month before your annual meeting. And it's, it's again, addressing how to publish in a market that's changing with the shift to better forecasting of what you need in terms of paper and printing. Book distribution models are changing too because formats that customers want, those are shifting around and the need for more digital products and in more accessible ways to meet changing guidelines. So it seems like there's just something out there about you know navigating through this turbulent time, hopefully with a little less chaos and being ready for what's on the horizon.
1: Well, I do think that uh, there there is a, an atmosphere that we, we need to rethink how the industry operates. One of the things that was clear coming out of the pandemic was that the old rules were at least being severely tested and in some cases, uh, not, they were found wanting. That's what we'll talk about at the annual meeting. We won't solve the problems on April 28th, but I think we can summarize the work that we've been doing over the course of the last year and a half, two years, certainly during and then coming out of the pandemic. Uh, hopefully that will set the stage for continued conversations that I think will happen over the next two and a half to three and a half years. I mean, it's this is not a one time have a meeting, get it done. This is really the beginning of a lo- much longer and broader conversation about changing how we operate as an industry.
0: Definitely. Kind of in line with that, you were sharing with me before we started recording that uh, you're about to head uh, overseas on what sounds to me like a really interesting trip. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. So, you know, every year we go to the book fairs in London and Frankfurt uh, and represent the U.S. market at international steering committee meetings for standards like ONIX and Thema and one called EDITEX that we'll also be talking about at the annual meeting. And in the course of that, we uh, have met people uh, like Andrew Joseph, who was at Wit's University Press in South Africa. The uh, South African market is looking to implement uh, Onyx in its uh, supply chain. It currently is doing it in a variety of ad hoc ways. That creates problems for them in a couple of different ways. One is the overall efficiency and accuracy of metadata within the South African market, but also not. Being able to supply Onyx data out of the South African market means it makes it much harder for them to compete and offer products in, in global markets like the United States. So they have a real interest in adopting that. And they've invited Graham Bell, who runs Editor, the organization responsible for Onyx, and me as a national body. Uh, we represent the U.S. interests uh, relative to Onyx, FEMA, and other, other standards. To talk about our experiences and to share what we think are at least, if not best practices, at least uh, some learnings that we've had about things that work and stuff. want to try to avoid, if you can, in implementing a a national governing body for use and implementation of metadata.
0: Well, that should be a very productive and fun trip too. South Africa is definitely a place I want to check off on my bucket list. So I'll be waiting to hear how that went.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I'll be sure to bring you some pictures and a full report. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's. It, I mean, a, a big chunk of it, it's a long way to go. Uh, but it's also a long way for South Africa to come to us. So the, their, their invitation was really uh, kind and well-received. And I'm hoping that the week will be... Uh, of high value for for everybody who's participating. My sense is that there's something in the range of 50 different publishers that are going to be part of the conversations next week.
0: Wow, that should be pretty exciting. I hope you have a great trip. Seriously. Thank
1: you. No, I appreciate appreciate it. Looking forward to it.
0: And then uh, will you be heading out to London Book Fair in April? Is that on the agenda too?
1: Yep, yeah, you will see us in London, um, both uh, Jonathan Fiedler, our operations manager, and I will be there. Uh, we'll be juggling responsibilities for attendance at the uh, various steering committee meetings that ad- address the uh, international standards, but we also have a stand, um, a, a booth on the mezzanine level, that, uh, it will be right next door to the ones for BIC, the book industry communication, our patriot organization based in the UK as well as editor, tour. And on um, Tuesday and Wednesday at the book fair, we also have a uh, magician who will make appearances during the course of the day. So if you're feeling like you need a little bit of a pick me up or a reason to uh, just take a break from uh, a series of meetings at the book fair, you're welcome to stop by our booth and the magician will at least entertain you for a few minutes.
0: Is he going to conjure up better book sales for everybody?
1: That's that's our charge to him. Uh, we said, unless he can deliver at least that amount and, and increase book sales, we're not going to have him back.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see how good a magician he is, won't we?
1: We did it for one day last year, and it was quite popular. And people came back on Wednesday and wanted to know why we didn't have him back. And we said, well, we, we weren't quite sure how many people would be interested in it. The answer is quite a bit. So it's a good way for us to reconnect with our friends and introduce BISG to some new folks as well.
0: Sounds like it. Well, I guess uh, at least he has a gig for one more year with you guys. And if he conjures up those book sales, who knows? Sky's the limit, right?
1: (laughs) Fingers crossed.
0: Yes. Fingers crossed all the way around. Brian, anything else you'd like to share before we wrap things up?
1: No, I want to say thank you very much to Westchester for both for having me and for being such a strong supporter of the work that BISG does. Um, The website work that I talked a little bit about you were kind enough, along with a colleague, to to kind of give me your perspective on a similar update uh, that Westchester went through uh, before we did. And the advice was fantastic. Um, and it kept me sane at a time when we thought every detail seemed to have more meaning than the laugh. So I appreciate that.
0: Well, thank you very much, because as a marketing manager, I'm not generally known as providing sanity and calm. I'm happy I could be a beacon of calm and sanity for somebody.
1: You certainly were.
0: Thank you. Well, well, I very much appreciate it. And we value all the um, information and knowledge that we gain from being a member of BISG. So I think it's it's a mutually beneficial relationship between the two companies. So I want to thank you, Brian, once again, for coming on to Westchester Words and telling us what's been going on with BISG. Sounds like it's all good. And onwards and upwards from here with South Africa, Great. London, and magicians and all kinds of good stuff.
1: Yep, thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Westchester Words. If you're looking for previous episodes or want to read additional content that has been shared by some of our guests, please visit our websites, westchesterpublishingservices.com and westchestereducationservices.com. For an international perspective, check out our sister podcast, Westchester Words UK and International available on the Westchester Education UK website, westchestereducation.co.uk, or wherever you stream podcasts. We'd love hearing from our listeners and welcome your emails at westchesterwords at westchesteredsvcs.com. Tell us what you enjoy hearing on our podcast or suggest topics that we can cover in future episodes. Speaking of future episodes, I look forward to having you join us for the next episode of Westchester Words, when we'll be having another engaging conversation about a topic of interest to the education, edtech, and publishing communities. Until then, stay safe, be well, and stay tuned.